shit, you done landing on some real nigga shit. Knocking Max presents money, politics, and dunks. This ain't for the sensitive or the weak. These are real topics, real discussions, real debates from some real ass. Welcome back, fellas. Uh, my dog Enoch ain't gonna be here today. He got a little um, he got a little baby. Congratulations to Enoch. Congrats, bro. Congrats, <laughs> E. Congrats, E. All right, so I'm here with my two good friends from the army. Uh, I got my dog JP, Eugene Paul, and I got my dog Philip. So, you know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about a lot of things from, um, you know, from a, a black male perspective on army life and items like that. What What's good and what's bad about it. And um, so let me introduce y'all fellas. JP, what, um, what branch of the army are you from? Uh, well, basically, I served with the 101st Airborne Division, uh, 1st and 20th Field Artillery. Okay, okay. And what age did you enlist? I enlisted at 23. Really? Okay. Yeah. So what made you do it? Honestly, it was it was one of those situations where it wasn't really a choice. It was it was more of a, a need, a, a lifeline. All my fucking uh you know tricks that I had in the bag per se were, were pretty much diminished. Mm. When I say tricks, I'm pretty sure a couple of people could relate, especially if you hear from Florida, like between that 18 and 20 period, that gap, you either went to Miami, <laughs> that then collected that financial aid money, did it for the first two weeks and, and took off with the bread type shit. I did that as long as I could. Yeah. And, you know, just dumb shit fucking off. So basically, um, the last straw for me was seeing my mom, you know, her, her, her paychecks were being garnished by the IRS and her income tax by the IRS as well for the past two years, which was when I was uh, 21 going to 23. And pretty much enough was enough. It was either fucking do something or just lay down to be a what's called the poo butt, a bag of shit. So yeah. I had to get up and do something. And it was either get in trouble and give these people my time or go to the army and give them my time and get paid for it at least. And I figured I'd rather go give my time and get paid for it. All right, all right. What about you, Philip? What oh man. Uh go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. What age did you enlist? I joined. I was nineteen, man. I was nineteen. Um, I joined. I joined after high school. Uh, so ninety eight, graduate high school ninety eight. Um, I went to Bethune Cookman College for a semester. Uh, my mom, you know, what I'm saying she paid all. She paid all my bills. I had on how I had lived off campus. Um, I was fucking around. You know what I'm saying. I was introduced to the college life. Mm. Um, like you said, getting the financial aid money, chilling, drinking, smoking. You know what I'm saying, and living life. And when I got when I got my first grades, I was like, "Oh shit, all Fs." Um, and I had to make a decision. You know, I had to make a decision about what I want to do with my life. Do I want to stay the course and be the norm, or fuck around, fuck around? You know what I'm saying. So, um, December 25th, 1998, um, I went down. I was in Jacksonville, Florida, and I joined the army. And um, I joined the army, joined 11 Bravo, which is infantry. Um, I went to Third Battalion. Uh, I went to the um, Third Brigade, 82nd Airborne Division, mm. um, the Panthers of um, North Carolina. Um, and I was there. And um, like you said, man, I didn't want my mom to be like, I'm my mom's only son. So I didn't want to feel like a disappointment to her. You know what I'm saying? So I joined the Army. And I, I took I took off from there. Salute. Yeah, man. But do y'all feel like um, we just don't have that much opportunities out there? And that's the reason why like, this is one of the options we have but we don't have other options out there bro i tell you it's not a regret mm. but what i took from it and if i could preach it to these motherfuckers because believe it or not man in high school i wasn't no brainiac but i was smart as fuck my 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 junior and senior year i only had pretty much homeroom in english because you couldn't buck english for and all that shit like you had to take those within your grade levels if i would have had somebody tell me Instead of just going home and chill, go to trade school or you could do half high school, half college or anything. I would have knocked that shit out. I would have been on on big dog level, most level type shit. Damn near the head of Johnson Controls or Cisco's or something like I'm fucking phenomenal with my hands. But it took for me to run to the army on some lifeline shit to learn that. But if I would have had someone tell me, OK, granted, you're not the book person, but I see that you 
take care of what's in front of you just so you can get, you know, the shit out your way. But here, do this instead. I probably wouldn't be on this podcast today. Hey, that's that's what's up. And and I feel like in our society, we don't have enough people to show our youth that. Just, just to let them know that it's not only school. There's other ways of making money. There's other ways of... You know, there's other geniuses out there. There's not only book geniuses. There, there's hands-on. There's some people that create with their hands. Chief, a master plumber makes damn near more than a doctor. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, without um, the stress, without the life in their hands, without nothing. Just checking your work, checking it twice, and getting your check and going home at night, nigga. Yeah. What about you, Philip? Oh, man, I feel I feel as though, like, man, when I was in high school, man, you know, I was I was the dude that was like, I ain't joining ROTC. No, that's not for me. You know what I'm saying? Word. <laughs> man, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't on that. I, I was on that, man. What, what, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? But then you know, to give you back, to, to, to piggyback on what you said, man, Um, we do like like we, we, we there's, there's opportunity out there. We just mm-hmm. have to go get it, you know what I'm saying. We just have, to, but thing is, coming from Miami, man, we was getting the wrong way, you know what I'm saying. We wasn't, on, we wasn't on that. Like, man, you know what? Let me go ahead and go do this. Let me go ahead and go do this. We was on some like, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do this, you know what I'm saying. I'm trying to be, I, I was, you know, hanging out on the Ave, hanging out here, doing this, doing that, you know what I'm saying, hanging with the big bros and stuff like that. But we wasn't on that, you know what I'm saying. But then when you, and when reality hit, like, man, I'm out of high school. What am I gonna do now? You know what I'm saying. We, we wasn't set up for like that. So now you out of high school, you like, damn, what, what am I gonna do? And then that's when you had like, fuck it, man. You know what I'm saying? Either you gonna go left or you gonna go right. Which one? Which one you gonna go? And at the time, at the time, man, you know what I'm saying? My homeboy had just passed away. He just got shot right in front of Jumbos, right mm. in front of Jumbos on 79. I'm like, oh shit, kid. And he was on, you know what I'm saying? He was on some real shit. I'm like, hold up, bro. I don't want to die. You know what I'm saying? Uh, man, you know what I'm saying? And being Haitian, my mom's like, yo, he's so fed. You know what I'm saying? Do you want to stay here? Or you gonna get out? Cause you're not gonna have no vodka boy in the house. I'm like, oh, oh here we go. It's, just, it's funny you say that because, especially tapping in on that Haitian culture, shit. I'm Haitian myself, so my old girl didn't even know I was going to the military until two days before. You know, the night before you go, the night before they send you to the hotel. That was day one. When I went <laughs> to the hotel, I called her that night. I told her, I told her where to be the day that I had to sign in and put my thumb. You know, give them my fingerprints and swearing in front of the flag, and that's that was her introduction to me leaving for the army because she don't believe in that shit. But there, yeah. was, there was no fucking other way. My brother was locked up, which was pretty much the backbone of the family. You know, nigga ain't grow up without no old boy or whatever. So it was like literally, like I said, all my bag of tricks and shit that I knew was fucked up. I was selling weed, and thankfully, something that day told me just jump on the bus. The day I jumped on the bus. And I went to Texas just to go see what's up with my uncle. Used my last sixty dollars. The spot that I was vibing at got rushed. My black ass would have been sitting right there with my whole bomb on me at the time, trying to make a little something, you know, do what I got to do. But it just—I I just got tired that day. I was like, man, fuck it. This money ain't no money, and I just—I just left. I left real with the visor plan. That's real talk, man. That's what's up. So let me ask y'all this. How's y'all experience in boot camp? Like, did y'all feel racism? Uh, how did it feel? Did, was you scared when you first walked in there? Tell man, me. Man, look at here, man. So I, I know, I know for me, man, I was like, all right, you know what? I jumped, I jumped on the airplane and I did not, and I, I went to Atlanta. And then all I got was orders to meet at this tower. So I go to this tower in Atlanta airport, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, well, See some couple of guys there, some dudes there ready to go bags in the hand. Like, all right, I'm I'm at the spot. I went to Fort Benning, Georgia, man. Um, that's that's home of the infantry, you know what I'm saying? Home of the infantry right there. So I went to Fort Benning, Georgia. And when I tell you it was a kicker, it, it was it was a kick in the face, because I was like, the fuck? What the fuck am I doing here, man? Like, why did I join this shit? You know what I'm saying? But I realized I was on I was I was on my plan. I was on my uh, this, this was my last plan. You know what I'm saying? So I got I gotta stick it through, see it through. So basic training for me was 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 bad because man, out people yelling your face. I'm like the fuck, I'm from Miami, so it was like fuck you other folk, you know what I'm saying? And from there, it was like man, my drill sergeant called me Miami. He's like man, you gotta be from Miami. I say I'm from Miami. He's like I can tell by your attitude. So whole boot camp, he wouldn't call me by my last name. He wouldn't call me by my Rossi number. He would he'll call me. He'll just call Miami. Miami, Miami, and it ended up being Miami, man. When I was there, ended up being my squad. I ended up being a squad leader from my squad in basic training. Um, I excelled. I excelled. And race. And let me tell you about racism, man. I'm like, 
I was some white boys, man. They never thought. White boys said, man, my, one of my best friends, Davis, he said, man, I never, I had one black person in my whole entire school, Philip. One black person. And for me, him to be my battle buddy, it was like an intriguing thing for me. He was like, yo, this shit's real. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I brought him down to Miami. You know what I'm saying? He brought me back to Wisconsin. I was, I got into his world. You know what I'm saying? I went to a Green Bay game because of him. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of racism in the Army, man. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, and, and, and boot camp was fun. It, it was hard. You know, eight weeks. I did 13 weeks. And it was just real. Shit. What about you, JP? Shit, on my end, man, racism was racism. Basically, fresh off the bus, I had a, a white person in my face yelling at me, spitting in my face and everything like that. But, of course, the Miami, like you say, in me wanted to come out. But then you turn that corner, excuse me, with your peripheral of your eye because you can't even fucking move, to tell you the truth. Here comes the black one. His hat tilted a little lower. Right in his face, right in your face too, next to the nigga um, standing next to you, yelling in your face initially, making this shit even worse. Bruh, honestly, with that racism shit, <coughs> I, went no- I went knowing that this shit was here long before me, it's going to be here long after me. And then on top of that, not to contradict myself, I'm joining a- a- an American gang going to go after Afghanis who are already labeled as Taliban, who are already labeled as fucking, you feel me, uh, 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 um... Evil or or, whatever, or however you want to put them. Like I yeah. gave them a label without even fucking knowing them. I called them hajis without really understanding <laughs> that term. The hajis. You get what I'm saying? So it's like I couldn't crab about it because I already had that shit implanted in my head whether I liked it or not. So I was a part of it too. So to to dwell in it and experience it, I expected it. I just always made sure that I kept my my wits about myself and kept my man about myself and said as long as my life ain't in danger, you're good. With that being said, nigga had plenty of brawls in the um fucking barracks. Whether I was in boot camp to the real deal military, nigga, the day before we deployed, Cracker got drunk as fuck. You see, that shit just brought me back. I, I tried not to say Cracker, but just thinking about that thought. Hey, man, it is what it is. It is what it is. He got drunk as fuck and had his last little ramble rant. When I say we beat the shit out of him, picked him up, shook his hand and said, let's go do this because we knew what we was going the very next day. It was what it was. So the shit's alive. It's just how you carry yourself with it, man. Man, as a veteran, yeah. nigga, I get treated like shit. I get spat on. I try to throw out the veteran shit, even pull out my ID like it's a safe card, nigga. They don't give a fuck about that they, shit, bro. They don't. So, like, 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 that racism shit, man, is just, it's, it's a fucked up experience. It's a fucked up thing to see. It's a fucked up thing to, to talk about. But it is what it is. If you don't pay it no attention, hopefully it don't find you. And if it do find you, all the little shit that you're viewing, hopefully you're taking the right things from it so that mm. when you can get up out of it or just execute the shit, nip it in the bud right then and there so you can go about your business. But that shit you, crazy, yeah. dog. That I'm shit crazy. You, but if you're sitting there looking at it, looking at it, feeding into it, wondering about it, wondering about it, and you're not pulling nothing out of it other than anger, then it's mm. got you. Technically, you're already racist because you're feeding yeah. it. You're just feeding yourself. What about yeah, you, yeah. Philip? Oh, what, what, racism or what? Yeah, just how you handle it. How did you... Oh, man, listen, man. You talking about brawls, man. Listen, man, we, man, we fought up and down. Mind you, I'm from, like you said, I'm from Miami, man. You ain't gonna let nobody talk to you any kind of way. I had a, I had a sergeant, man, when I, when I went to my first duty station. Um, I went to my first duty station. I had a sergeant, man. Like, yo, what the fuck? Why, 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 you, why you keep picking on me, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, damn. So I had told him, man, listen, homeboy. Man don't make you a rank, man. You know what I'm saying? Rank don't make you a man. You know what I'm saying? I had to let him know. He, he tried to pull that sergeant card on me. I'm like, yo, that rank don't make you a man. What you trying to do? He like, well, let's go. I said, man, you ain't got to say nothing twice. And I took him in the back and beat him. Beat him. Since that day, he re- that, yo, is respect. You know what I'm saying? You, gotta, you really got to fight. You got to fight your way. Because, man, listen, in the, army, in the army is like this, bro. Us black men, dog, there's a place for us there. But we just have to go get it. You have to you have to work you have to work double times harder, triple times harder than the white people do. That's in everything you do, you know, even in the civilian world. Um, work- one more thing on that race shit, bro. Honestly, I will say there are some good fucking soldiers out there. It's God. just what's sad about it, and, and honestly, most of the time where racism dies is when you out there in that off the wire, like out the wire in in the, in the fucking green, like when you're really in combat. Mm. When I say the, it don't matter what fucking color the nigga is next to you. When y'all brothers, nigga, y'all brothers. When I'm talking about his left eye blink, your right eye blink for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all shit synchronized together. That's a full blink type shit. That real talk. Like, 
me and my guys, we stayed together. Like I, I talked to them all the time. We called ourselves the International Hit Squad because I had a Japanese person, a Chinese person, a fucking Puerto Rican. I was the Haitian of the group. We had an American of the group, and we had a, we even had a fucking um uh, um excuse me a, a Honduran person. So we had a little bit of everything. So like I say, overseas that shit don't exist, especially when you're outside that wire. Y'all motherfucking brothers, bro. Like period. But don't be surprised when you fly back and you're back in garrison, what they call, you know, your, your duty station garrison. That's mm-hmm. when that, that, that bullshit start to come back out and you see what it is. That's why I say racism ain't really, it's just an, an experiment and it's an experience and it's what you take from it and what you do with it, how you react with it. Like you could be the nigga that, to respond to it every time. Cool. Be first responder, action hero and all that. You could be the person to take a, you know, the bigger walk. You could be the motherfucker to stop the person, talk to them, change somebody's life. And, and make them see they're wrong. But long story short, that shit ain't going nowhere. Yeah, but is it fair, though? You know what I'm saying? You it'll we, never be, be Americans. It'll, it'll never be fair. fair. It'll, it'll never, never be, be fair, fair, man. Man, listen, it's, it's not... It's, listen, it's like this. How can it be fair when it was meant, when it was never meant to be fair? I understand that, but what... Okay, but then what makes you fight? Because you fighting an enemy and you fighting your friend. I fought for I fought for the, the bag, to tell you the truth. I fought for my security. I fought for my... My That's real, real shit you just said. The bag. The bag, bro. Man, I wasn't... Because while I was over there, nigga, nigga paid all the old girl bills off. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I managed to pay a little bit for myself. I held up my sister, held down my brother. And I learned a lot about myself that I never would have or, 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 or even tried to being out here. So I got a lot from that shit. It was, mm. it was, it was a lot to pay for it, but... Ultimately, overall, it was the fucking bag. And I knew it was a 50-50. Either you survive and you, you take what you gain from this shit and make it what it is. And if I died, that 400000 was there for my peoples. And I had that shit split up 33.3% down the board. So my sister, my brother, and the old girl. What That's about it. you, fella? What, what did you lose out of this? Tell man, me. I didn't, man. I, it was a win situation for me, man. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't lose. Because like he said, man, it was, it was going for the bag and going because... All right, so when I joined, man, it was like this. I had to make a decision on what I wanted to do with my life, basically. So I joined, I joined for a path. So I said, listen, when I come out, man, I was finna, I was finna do something. I was finna go, go to school, go to school, you know what I'm saying, become a police officer, do, do the norm like everybody else. So me going in, it, it man, it, it built me. It made, it made, it, it made me, it made me a man. It made me a man. Yeah, because we all go through transitional period in our lives. We go from a boy to a young man to a man. I was in my transitional phase when I was from that young man to a man. So it became, I became a man. You know what I'm saying? And it just learned my learning experience I've been through um, and chasing the bag. Because like this, once you come to E1, you're chasing that E2 because you get paid more. Once you come to E2, mm. you come to E3, you get paid more. Once you come to that E5, you're trying to get that E6, you get paid more. So it's like, man, I'm trying to get this. You know what I'm saying? And he, like you said, man, going, man, going to Iraq, man, my first time in Iraq was 03 to 04. I pushed through. I didn't know I'm weak, man. My whole thing was not going to war because it was like, man, no, we ain't going to war. Ten years ago, we went to, we went to Desert Storm ten years ago, so we good. 88, 89, so we ain't going to war. Man, come 02, come 03, we going to war. I'm like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like chasing the back. So like you said, every little check I get, you know, going to the old girl. Here, take this, take this, take this. Don't worry about me. I'm good, man. Man, my my my, my little niece was born. Make sure she got everything. My little sister, my little sister was going to um graduate high school. I pay everything for her. Man, take the money, take what you need. Go, old oh, girl. I mean, man, point side, point side, point side, point side. Anything you need, take it. Don't don't spend your paycheck. Spend mine. Whatever you do, just leave me something on the side so I can come back to home with something. And that was that. Man, that's what's up. So speaking of war, have y'all ever actually engaged and fought fought an enemy? <laughs> yeah, man. That, that was my job. That was my and- job, man. Ele- 11 Bravo, infantry, all the way, 82nd. You know what I'm so saying? So how's that, that experience? Job. How's that experience? Oh man, you know, cause you know niggas watch movies and shit, yeah, but yeah. I don't think people feel the actual, the 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 the, the actual seriousness of nigga. You about, you might die out here. You might, bro. It was it, like he said, man. Leaving that wire, leaving that wire, man. You know what I'm saying my my first tour. I was in 03, 04. I was in Armadi, Iraq. We pushed through to Armadi, and and um. Yeah, man, it was it was real, kid. You see people, these people shooting at you. First of all, they don't want you in their country. Let's just put that back. They don't want you there. So, of course, they're going to shoot at you. 
Man, they mm. putting bombs on the side of the road to kill you, man. They make it IED. Do you blame them? I don't. I really don't. I don't. Because because at the end of the day, why at the end of the day, why are you there? Weapons of mass destruction? Did we ever find it? No. No. Not at <laughs> all, actually. What we about you, JP? That shit was buzzing, bro. I deployed fucking literally three weeks after being out of basic training. God damn. Damn, literally. B. And then keep in mind, like I told you, I was an artilleryman, but I had a, a full bird. I mean, excuse me, I had a, a lieutenant colonel that wanted his full bird. Yeah, took on a <laughs> he took on an infantry mission instead of an artillery mission, so that way we can go overseas. We had yeah. my deployed with casts on their arms and everything, bro. Like they did not give a fuck. Um, the deployment was real, bro. Like I really don't necessarily know my body count, but I know I got a body or two because what we was at. We was on, we was in RC South. Basically, we was in the middle of the Pakistan border and fucking Afghanistan. We was the, we was, we was pretty much destroying their supply line. So we was, a, where we was at. Farmland, farmlands and, and, and brush and shit like that. Like we didn't get to see shit until winter. But I do have a little video footage. It's on my Facebook. I had managed to upload this shit. But when we was in the actual firefight and I was responding to the shit, my shit was the, the 203 grenade. I was a grenadier. Bitches <laughs> all day. Um, but to go to your um question and your comparison, like about the movies and shit, the movies mm. and all that shit is cool. The only thing that they lack is that heat that that, that when them bullets pass by you, because when the motherfuckers shoot back, yeah, you hear the that shit ain't bothering me. But it's when I found when it's when I felt the heat, meaning one of them yeah. really close to me. When I say my whole demeanor on that wall changed, I'm gonna be a real nigga. I went from standing up like Rambo. To taking a knee, putting the gun over my shoulder, and just firing in the directions that I was trained to hear with my ears. So if that yeah. kind of like it was thirty degrees east, huh, I shift my body and I boom, boom, boom at my, you know, at my um squatting stance. But I went from standing up shooting nigga to taking a knee shooting, bro. That shit is real. Real talk. Back is real. Like, yeah, I, I, that that Rambo shit got kicked out of me the second week. Ace that. <laughs> now it's survival, huh? Yeah, that's survival. Ace it is is with you. We used to do six hours. We replaced this 82nd. There was the first effort of, of RC South Cop Nolan. We was the second effort of it. Bro, oh. where they had their towers, they didn't really like because they didn't really have shit. Supplies was, you know, the supply fucking trail and all of that shit was being built as we were speaking. Like they was literally just holding down the compound and just waiting for people to, you know, build around them and get shit done. So Nigga used to be on tower guard, only got sandbags protecting me. From my fucking waist up is exposed. Bruh, when I said I literally used to take off my fucking Kevlar, I used to go up with an extra Kevlar, place that bitch like on the far left and put a string on that bitch, make it rotate like it's swiveling, and I'll be on the other corner yeah. doing that shit just to protect my life, homie. I, I was doing that. For oh. six hours straight, bruh. Quick you question, JP. Do you think? Quick question. Do you think the army gave you enough equipment to protect you guys? It's never or, nothing because you never know what can hit you. The motherfuckers' shit was all explosive and RPGs. They wasn't shooting worth shit. They could snipe, but they wasn't shooting worth shit, bro. Listen, um, listen man. How, how how they were doing it, bro? Listen, it's like, bro. It's like they take an AK, bro, and they start and they just start shooting. They they not aiming. They just shooting. There's no aiming for them. They just da, 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 they shoot in the area. But what they get you at was the RPGs and the, and the IEDs. That's they, what they, they hit control. You at. They control where you. They their best hope is your movement. Yeah, and and the thing is, and the thing is, is like this: they know where you're going because what happens is that it's all everything is strategic. Everything is strategic. So basically, they know if hey, listen, if you know you have a convoy coming, they know you have to go down. So we had this thing called Highway Ten. Right. So they know you have to go down Highway 10 because I was down the street from Fallujah. So what we had to do, we had to go to Fallujah to go to go fight because that's where the shit was at. So we had to go to Fallujah. So they know you got to go down to Fallujah. So what they do is that on the side of the road, they daisy, bro. When they, they got all time you know, ready for you. Listen, man, listen, they got, listen, they daisy chain, um, 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 24 um, millimeter mic, mic rounds. Basically, what that is is that when it when it shoots, when the shit that shoots out the tanks, they put the bitches on the floor and they bury them. So mm-hmm. let's imagine you're going down, let's say you're going down 95, right? Mm. 95, right? 95 North. So every every 10, every 10, every 15 millimeters, what they'll do is that they'll daisy chain uh, 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 around. 
So imagine you going from 95, let's say 95 to 130, 135 and 90, 95 hmm. to Hollywood. Let's Evan. say Hollywood. So every 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 15 millimeters, dog, every 15 feet is is, is around, is around, is around. So when when they get you in that in that in that zone, in, in, in that cone, it's daisy chain. So one once go off, when one go off, All bam, 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 bam. So if you're in that cone, guess what happens to your Humvee? Everybody dies. So it's it's, it's, a, it's everything is strategic. So they know what they're doing. Bro, they imagine, imagine one day you freely walk from where your old girl used to stay back in the days to Randy's, right? Yeah. You could do that day one, no problem. By day two, oh. that shit, that little walk right there will take you seven hours. Why? Because you got to redirect your route. You got to jump over two walls. You got to walk to Northwest Christian. Then from Northwest, mm-hmm. you got to come back into the hood. Go down Cold Alley, jump Cold Gate, walk across through fucking um, Rodane Crib, go from Rodane Crib to jump to Mr. Red Crib, go from Mr. Red Crib to go up to fucking Napa's, circle around Randy's to jump the back wall of Randy's just to go to where you was going. God damn. So what's your scariest uh, moment? Have you ever seen, like, have you ever had a friend pass? Yeah, my my, my scariest moment, my scary moment was, man, like you said, walking down the street. Man, so, man, mind you, I had some dudes, man, from Care City in my unit, man, Miami, Brian, so we all looked, we all linked up. So what happened was that one day we walking down the street, like we're patrolling the area. So, man, we patrol this area every day, but you have to change your route. So what happened was one day we walking, I'm the last man, you know, so I'm the last man, but I see this man selling ice. But we just walked this area yesterday and two days ago, we walked the same area. But this man selling ice. I'm like, hold up. So my homeboy like, hey, why is this man selling ice right here? And it was an area where they still do taxis. So he's like, man, hold up, man. This man, this is something odd. So he's like, hey, E, keep eye, I'm the last man. Keep an eye on the ice guy. So he had an ice car selling ice. But he had a bike attached to it because that's, that's how they get around. So we walking, we walking, we walking. And we get this thing called the overpass. It's like a catwalk. You know what I'm saying? The catwalk mm. when you go on 130. So it's like a catwalk. So we go to the catwalk. So... I see the guy that was selling ice riding his bike, but you don't have his car with him. I'm like, what the fuck going on? So my mom like, what the fuck going on? Bruh, so we had that was our rally point to get picked up. As we getting picked up, I see the Humvees coming. I, I see them coming. I know they coming. I hear, oh, like the fuck going on? So we run, so we run back. So our 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 our, our Humvees got hit. Bro, did I tell you? Did I tell you the guy who's selling ice on his ice cart? He had, he had, he had IEDs, bro. Set right there, it made a crater, right there. Well, we, well, we literally just walked past. I literally walked past him and told the man Shukran, "Hey, how you doing?" And kept on walking. Bro, to to me, that was one probably probably one of the scariest moments in my life because yeah, he could he could have detonated himself right there. And kill everybody. He could he killed everybody right there, man. True. What about you, JP? Shit, you got I got a few. Yeah, that's just one, bro. Well, one I was laying on a bomb, but thankfully oh, we had this shit. system called the Thor, and it blocked out um signals or whatnot, and they didn't have I guess a a direct detonator, so that saved me. But it literally, once I got out of range of this shit, the shit blew up. Another one, um, a Humvee that got blew up, fucking the tire from the shit, literally was bouncing my way. It bounced right in front of me and went over me, thank God, and, and just kept going while rounds was just basically cooking off because the truck was on fire. But the biggest situation, I guess the scariest one, mm-hmm. was when I went on the SKT, which is known as a small kill team. It was four of us. And um, basically, we went patrolling in the middle of the night, and we found where these niggas was hiding and, and getting ready to plot to, you know, do whatever they was planning to do. So... We hit up our QRF, but unfortunately, you know, QRF is normally about 30 minutes to an hour away. Small kill team, you know what you're going out for. Like, nigga, you you really moving out there. It's just yeah. your folk. So long story short, these niggas get wind of us, and they put us on a little chase. Boom, boom, boom. We run in the compound. We take the rooftop. These niggas surrounding us, looking for us, checking everything, but can't find where we at. They cooking off rounds and shit like that, meaning pop shots. Um, trying to, you know, see if we were reacting shit like that. Bruh, it got to the point where people in the sergeant or whatever that was in charge at the moment, nigga just called it. He was like, man, we just from the cauliflower that shit. Basically, everybody put all their rounds in front of them. You take the east, you take the north, you take the west. 
I'm talking about grenades at hands, pins pulled off. You just holding on to the shit. And you got one hand on your grenade, one hand on your rifle, you laying down in the fucking chrome. My nigga, just waiting for something to go down. Finally, QRF came. They shot off a fucking mortar. Boom, sent them boys the other way. We tossed the grenades, you know, in the fucking river. And then we just took off. They, When I say they caught up to us, they just whacking at us. But we had the big boy trucks. The trucks just ripped their ass up with the 50s and spared us. But literally, Max, like, bruh, like I say, it's 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 a difference between when you hear shit and it's a mm. difference between when you hear the heat behind shit, bruh. When you live it, the heat behind shit is is, is is whatever. Because the ping ping, you could after a while being at war, like that shit's just natural, bruh. Believe it or not, I'm not trying to sound like I'm cool. Now I can't stand a shot unless I'm the one that's firing it. But when I was there, it was controlled. It's whatever. When you in this shit. You used to it, my nigga. Like I used to brush my teeth to firefights and shit. Like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. You're real talk, kid. Like man, like he said, bro. Like there's, man, there's, there's, there's war stories for days, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like setting up op ops. Like he said in the middle of the night, man. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You walk in the middle of the night. You get, listen, missionaries. You got, you got to go to this building, break this building down, go on top of the building, and you got to sell overpass because you know you have because you're gonna have a, a convoy come through. So you want to make sure your convoy get through. So it's times, it, man. It's times where you had to let you had to let you had to let shit off, bro. Man, no talk. Women, kids, whoever's in that firefight, gotta go. They gotta go. They gotta go. They done stepped on plenty of kids' necks. Man, man, shot, man. I'm not. Yeah, their patrols, they, they'll, they'll walk up to you. They'll, they'll take something off you. Like they don't grab grenades and all that shit off soldiers, bro. Yeah. They're the enemy too, huh? And bro, listen, they gotta go ain't, back. Ain't no safe. Ain't nobody safe. And then the crazy part about it, like you said, you gotta go back. If if a fucking if one round out of your magazine is missing, you got to go back and get that, bro. Can't nothing yeah. be tied back to America. Yeah, I had I had missions on countless of hours looking for pieces of um people's weapons because they got blown up and we had to recover yeah. all their all their pieces and shit. The fucking marine, body parts like the body parts got they're on the helicopter. They long gone. You think situation's over? Hell no. Nah. We out there for another 10, 15 hours. We got yeah, every muscle, every, every muscle we had yeah. on. That's true, kid. Like, like you have to sit there. You have to sit there. Like when, when let's say, let's. I remember going. I remember going to Marines, bro. The Marines were going to Highway Ten, going to Fallujah. They got hit. Man, we had to go. Church. They listen. They, they were missing the um, they they were missing um a, 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 a rifle. We had to go look for that shit. We spent hours looking for that shit. And after that, we couldn't find that dog. We couldn't find it. But we actually got to see somebody else that took it with them on the helicopter ride. You know what I'm saying? They took the weapon with him. And we did we didn't know that for hours. So he came back down. But we did some Humvees, man. An incendiary grenade, man. We put an incendiary grenade in, in the Humvee, burn that bitch up. You don't leave no trail, no nothing. You, you know, you, and you pop the radio, you take everything out, you take the guns out, you take you, you take the ammo out, and you and you just leave the truck there. You put an incendiary grenade in that bitch and let that shit burn out and go and pop smoking. And, you, and you, you go about your business. What's the reason for that though? What to do? What not leave anything, any any traces of any like any American things? For one, yeah. everything is accounted for. Everything, mm. believe it or not, has a price on it. And then, um, for two, the enemy use it against you. And then on top of that, they study it. They they do whatever with it. To be real, with you the shit they was fighting us with was old, old Western <laughs> shit, old British shit. Like the wars that they lost. I mean, they won before. They was just reusing those people's shits, like old rounds and all that shit. Old old RPGs was, and shit yeah, like that. Rusty old ass shit, bro. The recordless rifle, bro. I never heard of one or saw one in my life until I went overseas, bro. And when I say that bitch do damage, it looked like a fucking, it looked like a plumbing tube that's on a um a, a, a stance, bro. Literally. Really. But when they when I say that shit shoot and do some damage, bro, I done saw countless of shit blow up. Like literally, I was cutting somebody's hair. God is my witness. I was literally cutting somebody's hair. And then a tower above me got hit. Thankfully, the shit went through and through and bursted when it got on the other side. The nigga that was in the tower came out all fucked up, like, you know, covered in black gunpowder smoking shit. was like, oh, 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 when these Taliban's going to learn they can't kill me and then faint it. Bam. Uh, how does that, how does that, you know, how does that affect you now? Y'all seen a lot, man. Y'all been through a lot. How does that affect you? Shit, homie, you know me. I smoke every fucking day. I smoke to the point I can't even remember shit. That's my best bet. Is either that take these pills they give me? Are you are you talking about PTSD? Yes. Yeah, like do you think you like not only PTSD, like just your everyday life? Like how does it affect you? Y'all, y'all been through a lot. 
it's pros and cons, really. The yeah, pros, see, the G shit, I feel like I could do anything I fucking put my mind to. I'm a fucking warrior. I'm a fucking survivor. I'm that nigga, regardless of my status, regardless of what I hold. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I was able to live without a lot for a whole year while my life was on the line every day. And I didn't give a fuck about anything other than hearing from my loved ones and, and just making sure that everybody was okay. So it, it erased all that date shit in me. And mm-hmm. created a monster per se, a, a living fucking monster with a heart, if that makes any sense. But I'm a monster, if that makes sense. So like, what part of you is the monster? Like what what makes monster? you the monster? I, I will stop at nothing to make sure that what I love is protected. I will stop at nothing to ensure that what I want to accomplish is accomplished. I, I look at everything as 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 a, there's a, a a lesson to be learned, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is. If my time is being used in this shit. It's gonna be used my way, and if I don't like it, you're gonna know about it. Hmm. What about you, Philip? Oh uh, man, as far as man the PTSD concerned, man, listen. When I first got man, when I first got back off my first tour, I, I did two tours. So when I got back off my first tour, it was like, all right, whatever. You know what I'm saying? My second tour, I was like, shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was, I was, I was fucked up. Um. So what I did was, man, I would tell everybody I was good. I'll tell all my my family. Man, the only people that knew I wasn't really good was my mom and my sisters. They knew something. They knew something different about me. But everybody else, I was good. You know what I'm saying? So what I did was I, I started drinking more. Mm. So I started. So I started drinking. If you knew me back, like in 2010, uh, 2011, stuff like that, you realize, damn, I feel always drinking. I was always drinking. I had a bottle in my car everywhere I go in my trunk. I had a bottle in my trunk. I pull up. I'm drinking. I'm drinking. I'm drinking. I'm drinking. So I, so I was suppressing the PTSD. So I realized, man, I have to deal with this, man. What really got me was my older sister. She like, hey, listen, you need to take care of that shit because you drink it too much and you're not getting And I did, just didn't care. So what happened was, man, I had I had some guns in the house. So she was like, yo, uh, this is what I'm going to do, homeboy. <laughs> Let me take this off you. Take this off you, dog. She took all my guns from me, bro. She took all my guns. She put it in storage. And, I, and to me, that was the best thing she did. You know what I'm saying? Best thing she did, cause you know I was I was living I was living radical, cause I felt like I was unstoppable. Like that fucking nigga tried me. Fuck you, on boy. What you trying to do? I you, know what you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Man, what you trying to do? I'm driving. I'm driving. I I stopped the car. What's up? What you what you? It was it was just that pressure. So what I did was honestly I went I went I went to, I went I went over to um the VA. You know what I'm saying? I saw a psychiatrist, man. You know what I'm saying? I I seek help. So, man, the first day I went, I remember the first day going to her, she was like, hey, yeah, I'm so-and-so, I'm so-and-so, I'm so-and-so. And I asked her, I said, hey, how you, are you in the service? Were you in the service? She said, no. I said, have you ever been? Have you ever been to war? No. I said, so how can you relate to my problems? Real talk. How can you relate, how can you relate to my problems? She's like, and I walked out. I walked out. I was like, listen, you can't relate. I got to go. So about a week so, later, they called me back, and I went back. It was a soldier there. It was a personnel, and he he was mm. in the ward, blah, 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 blah. And we, I went through that, and I seek help. And I would never tell anybody, man. I would tell anybody, listen, man, don't – just because you black, whatever, whatever. Don't go to a psychiatrist. Man, that, sh- that shit help out, bro. You know what I'm saying? It made me who I – it made me better. It made me really, really think about certain things and stuff like that. I don't drink as much. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say I'm never going to stop drinking, but I'm never, I don't drink as much. But it helps me out. So I feel like, you know what? I'm good day by day as a person. Hey, you try not to think about it. Back then, I couldn't, so, talk, I couldn't be on this conversation with you. I could not hold this conversation with you. But I learned to accept my past. I learned to so accept. What is, so I, I don't mean to interrupt you. So what is PTSD? Like, what is exactly what it is? And what, what are we supposed to be looking out for? Because I feel like in a black community, because of all the... What they go through, do you think the majority of us might be suffering but, uh, from PTSD? Listen, PTSD is post-traumatic stress syndrome. No matter what you go through, you can get into a car accident and have PTSD from that. You can go to having somebody pass away in your family. That's PTSD because because it's a, it's a traumatic, something that happened to you. You know what I'm saying? Something that happened to you, that's what it is. And you're living through that situation. And that's that. Sure. What about you, JP? Like, how how you go through your every day, man? Like, shit. For me, I just get up, thank the Lord, smoke my shit, and go about my business. I mean, with the PTSD thing, I I really I'm, I'm the type I, I gotta keep doing shit, which is why, as you can see, I always, you know, my life. I'm I'm, I'm always I'm always doing something. Like I'm always on the move. 
I'm in school. I'm, I'm in a fucking motorcycle club. I work. I do anything I can to keep myself busy because when I sit still, if I'm not smoking, if I'm not putting my mind in another place, I start to drift off. I start to think about most of the shit that I've been through, shit that I've done. And I, and I also think about my past a lot. The biggest problem was when I used to think about my past. Like, that's what made me go get help. Like, I literally plotted to kill a couple of people that had fucked me over before my whole military shit. And when I came back, Mr. Action Figure, Mr. Combat Hero, know exactly what to do and how to take care of a nigga. I really wanted to get even with people to the point where I was laying in somebody's bushes and was about to do the shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> my wife told me, you know, my wife now, but my girl at the time told me, you know, she was uh, pregnant and, and shit. It made me what I was. And like I said, I, I face shit with a whole different demeanor. And the only problem that I do have is separating sometimes the, the shit that I feel that I'm old versus mm. the, the shit that's given to me and, and the shit that, that's earned. You get me? Yeah. I don't want shit, but I I, I want to at least know that I have a way through or leeway or easier path through for what I've done. I'm not saying to hand it to me, but just let me know that I ain't got to go through the shit that the average person got to go through. Or that fucking Joe over here doesn't have more access to certain shit that I should rightfully have access to. Man, that's damn right. Y'all shit. <laughs> Y'all pay for it. Yeah. Y'all pay for it. Like, this, this ain't... No, nah, I, I totally agree with you. Like, you got these average niggas just... You know, they they ain't go out there and risk their lives for nothing. Man, that, man, that's why that's why when I see man, and then get on politics side, that's why when I hear Donald Trump talk about Biden, you know, I was watching the presidential debate and I see how Donald Trump was like, Man, well your son this is now I'm like, Well Biden's son did son. Biden's son went into the service. He served. What did your son do? You know what I'm saying? What would you man, your son is giving everything. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's either it's either when it says it's given, but when it's earned, it's a different story. You know I, what I'm saying? I honestly have an opinion. I don't think no, I don't think you should ever be president if you've never been to war or uh, in the army. Uh, I, I don't think you value life the same if you've never been to war. Like you, yeah, you but shouldn't... we gotta be careful with that too, because you literally do mm. have some bloodlines that when it comes from that war shit, like Nigga, they could have had a, the, the the cleanest career ever, but because they ain't bagged some shit or whatever, they don't feel like shit because their dad was such a legend or whatever. Like, this shit do fall like that. Like, you see how you have family members where, okay, you have Tim Hardaway, fire-ass point guard for the Heat. Now you got Tim Hardaway Jr. doing his thing, trying to make a name for himself. He's not quite Tim Hardaway, but he's going to go out there and try to ball every fucking day to make sure you remember Tim Hardaway Jr., you put a motherfucker like that in president, unfortunately, that day that he gets to show that he's Tim Hardaway Jr. might be within his presidency and make the wrong mm. choice. You get me? Exactly. So it's, yeah. it's like it's, it's a plus to know that, yes, we had somebody of that figure to be in there. But, man, everybody got their skeletons and their dark secrets when it comes to this military shit, bro. Yeah, bro, listen. And especially, in my opinion, if you're making it up the chain that high, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, man. Like, I, I, like he said, man, I don't see people chase rank. Man, Chase rank, bro. Listen, man, listen. I don't see people go out their way just to make sure they get rank. Like, just get that E5 position. Just get that E6 position. Like, come on, buddy. You ain't got to do all that, man. Just be you. That's why, that's why I always said, man, don't let that rank shit make you a man. You a man first before you put that rank on. Always understand that. But people don't see it that way. People don't see it that way, man. I'm like, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? I remember when I first got my, I remember when I first got corporal. Okay, I got my corporal. So what? When I got that E5, I was like, all right, we're bad. I'm good. But that didn't change who I was. I was the same. I was the same Joe Blow, man. I'm, a, I'm the same dude. Let's go chill, bro. You know what I'm saying? All you doing is call me sergeant at the time. Man, I don't call me sergeant. Just call me E. Just, just call me E. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Sergeant E. That's it, man. You know, keep, keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? People, people, people do some crazy shit for rank, bro. They'll do some crazy shit for rank, bro. Yeah, I feel you. But the president, man, I just feel like the guy who's gonna send you out of war shit, I need to know the value of what the fuck he' about to do. Because I think, I think that's true. I think that's true. I, I I believe that. I believe I believe he has he should have some type of formal training. Just look at look at um Prince um Prince Charles, Prince Charles over there. He joined. They they had to they have to go through the service. Yeah, they went through the service. He he joined. He was he was in the service. To see what this country has to go through, so he he joined. Why not? Listen, man, America, man, listen, we we so backwards, bro. <laughs> yeah, 
You know? I, I feel you on that, man. Because the ones who's paying the heavy price are getting less and less yeah. from this country, and that's fucked up. And then, you know, like for example, let me ask y'all this: if your if your if your kids come to you and ask you, "Hey, I want to enlist," what would what what would, what would you tell them? Guide them. Is you guide decision. them. Yeah, his decision, his or her decision. Because certain things, if I would have known certain things before I went in, I would have made it better. I would I would probably be still in, but different, but different job, different MOS. I would I would guide them. If that's what they want to do, because you gotta keep in mind that's their life. It's their life, and I got and I, and I don't have kids, but I have to support my kids. If you if you choose if you choose that path, then hey, right or wrong, I'm gonna stand behind you. Let's go. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guide you. Listen, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna go ahead and join. You're gonna join the reserve unit at this point in time. You know what I'm saying? You could go, go to the reserve unit, go to basic training, come back, go to college, but then pay for your college full 100%. Get a degree. Then you want to go on full time, be part time. Go on, going full time, going as an officer, going as an officer. You know what I'm saying? Do what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? You get the both sides. You get both sides of being enlisted, and you get some both sides of being um, an officer. And I and I and, and I guess and that's the best thing to do because you know both sides of the field. What about you, JP? Shit, to be real with you, I'm raising them on some militant shit. I don't treat them like little baby soldiers or whatnot, but like, I, for instance, I got my my grass cutting days. It needs to be on time, on you know, on point. Mm-hmm. I got my oldest on 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 dog duty, so I got you know, basically a kennel in the back end. He's in charge of feeding them twice a day, taking care of them, cleaning their areas and shit like that. Like I'm basically teaching them all the structures around this shit. Yeah. So now that day, when that day comes and they come holler at me, I could honestly sit back and let them know that everything that I've done with them throughout this point is somewhat of what they can expect there, but just a little bit harder. And I can look at them in their face and tell them if they built for it or not, because if they can't handle these shits here without realizing that, hey, this is not a choice. It's just get this shit done and, and, and get about your day. Or sit here and mope about it and make your day longer, and I got some extra shit for you to do later. You know what I'm saying? So that type of vibe, that type of mindset that I'm building them for, or, or, or raising them up on, in my opinion, is somewhat of the military vibe. So they can, in return, make that choice for themselves. Because I'm gonna let them know at that point, hey man, you ain't built for this shit. Because you don't listen to me, you don't whatever, and all you're gonna do is backpedal. And over there, when you backpedal. It ain't a slap on the wrist, nigga. They take your money and they put time on your shit. Like, you, you think your contract could be three years now. If they pause your shit, they pause your shit. For instance, if you don't make it out of basic training, they will hold you there for at least a year minimum, bro, before they say, okay, you're not soldier material. <laughs> they recycle you. <laughs> Basically, bro. And then when I say you fucked up shit, meaning you ain't doing no training, no nothing. All you're doing is running supplies, running water, watching every other motherfucker come in and graduate. Come in and graduate. Come in and graduate. When they're done with looking at you, they send you off. Wow. Just to embarrass you, they take your belts, your your shoestrings, so you can't commit suicide type shit. So if you can't survive, me telling you do this, do that, do this, do that, I'm going to let you know you're not built for it. And if you go against the game and you go join, the Wapcon George. (laughs) Wapcon George. (laughs) I I would never stop their destiny because honestly, I didn't think that military shit was mine's or what would be the shit to save me and fuck me up at the same time. But I am thankful for it. Mm-hmm. Fuck the country, but I, I appreciate what it's taught me. That's some real shit you just said, man. That's some real shit. Yeah, man. So we're going to end it off from there. But before we go, you know, we got this thing we call the hood number. You know what I'm saying? One more thing before the hood number. All right. Because um, bro did mention some shit about the black man having a place. To be real, mm. man, any fucking man breathing has a place anywhere in life, bro. And it's just like he said, it's about you wanting to earn it. And, and, and above all, once you earn that shit, learn your shit as well. Because everything that's earned ain't for you. Everything that's given to you ain't for you. Everything that you dwell in ain't for you. You got to learn how that shit work. You got to finesse within it the right way. And you got to know how to let it go. Nothing is ever supposed to really be possessed like that. And mm-hmm. if it is, just know you're going to be possessed trying to protect that shit forever. Real talk. Turn and burn, live your life. I feel you on that one, man. That was some that's some deep shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. So JP, man, let me let me let me talk to my dog right quick, man. You deep now, man. You've been thinking, huh? 
Hey, I'm telling you, this weed mm-hmm. it, it throwing my mind to other shit. Like I said, I try to find the good in everything else, so yeah. that that mad, that bad don't keep me stuck in 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 in, in this fucking bad feeling. Like, nah, there was something good out of it that you can get out of it. Even if 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 the good was to learn that, damn, if you touch it, it's gonna burn you. Well, nigga, let me use that shit to cook something instead of touching it. I can go back to it. It just burned me the first time. Oh well, I could do something else with it, but only when it's right. Well, I'm going to say the good thing, man. You're a good man, JP, man. You're a family man. You work hard. You know, you got your hands on everything. And you you a good father. Appreciate that, man. And that's all I'm trying to strive to be, man. Fuck everything else. It's just my, my last goal and mission in life is to be a great father, great grandfather, and whatever else I could do. A friend, whatever, my nigga. It's just to be here to show that love and express it because don't... Uh, 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 gratitude and, and humbleness and I guess a good gesture don't cause shit, but everything else do. They don't, man. And my dog Philip, man, I know Philip for so long, man. That's a good dude right there, man. man. And you know, I'm I'm happy y'all boys made it out, and I'm happy for everything y'all went through, man. But you know, it really it really bothers me that y'all went through all this, y'all lived through this, and y'all continue to live through this, and this country's not even paying you for all this. Like, and that in itself bothers me because y'all deserve so much more than was given yeah and, and right now i just feel like even with this whole presidential you know what's going on now it's just it's like they losing respect for y'all and this man's not making it better because y'all pay a heavy price for all this like this is a heavy heavy price and it makes me wonder would i even allow my child to do it because at the end of the day it does make you a man it makes you a you know it, it builds you but it also, it's also a heavy weight that you're gonna have to take on for for a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. But but I, I see it like this. You know what I'm saying? Just to piggyback off Max. You know, mm. if your child want to do something, man, you know, all you can do is support them. You know what I'm saying? Support them, right or wrong. You gotta support them. And 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 to say and to say like we never like when I joined the service, bro. I never knew war was an option, bro. I knew possibility, but who knew? Was actually gonna go to war, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. my thing was, I'm gonna do my four years and jump and jump ship, you know what I'm saying? But I, I didn't end up like that for me, you know what I'm saying? I end up joining it and I, and I re up, I, I re up, I re up for that time. And I was gone after my second time, I was gone, you know what I'm saying? But you know, life like you never know what life is gonna take you, you never know, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 to, and, to, and to know and to know what I went through to where I'm at now, I'm grateful and humble. I'm grateful and humble. You know what I'm saying? That, that's my, that's my, that's my, that's my, um, that's my story. You know what I'm saying? That's my story, man. And, and, and to, and to, will I do it again? Man, what I know now? Nah, buddy. I, 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 I'll do that shit again. You'll do it again, Jim Paul? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pray. I'll pray that I'll survive a second time around, but I would do it again, bro. I would. I why? Would. Why? Tell me why. Why? Yeah. Because, like I say, G-shit, I do have a band of brothers that I'm connected to like that. Mm-hmm. If anything, I would like to try to spare the life of one that that, that passed away. That would be my main reason why. And and honestly, like I say, this, this monster that I became, bro, like, I really feel like I could fucking do anything, bro. Really. And, and, and it took that fucking bullshit military to pull that out of me. And I appreciate them for that. But it's just bullshit that they don't really honor and go about shit the way that, that they could. You get me? It's no but, it's no different than this organization out here, bro. It's just that they in uniform. Just like you got a police station, you got a military police station. Just like you got a fire station, you got a military fire station. Shit can we, let me ask you this. Can we save our black men and, and, and show them be, like they can do everything without them going to the military? Fuck yeah. There's definitely ways. Like I say, for instance, when I see young niggas Ask them where they mind at. I tell them why they don't go to a trade school real quick. Even if they just drop out, get their GED or whatever, go to a trade school, bro. Learn how to do this one specific thing or two and, and see what you can make out of yourself. And run with it. And, and run with it. And then if that's the case, worst case scenario, that's not what you're really trying to do. That's just the bag of security. That only takes a few hours out your day. Use that bag to secure your life and then really go chase what you want to be. Let me uh, let me piggyback on that right quick. I just want to let everybody know. I'm a tax accountant, so I see what everybody get paid. And believe it or not, all my trade clients make way more than my college graduates. Of way course. more. Always. 
Like I, I have people who do uh, um crane operator, dude making one hundred fifty thousand. I have the FPNL linesman that make that dude making almost two hundred racks a year. But all my college graduates, they they top out at sixty k, eighty k, and they owe all this student debt. Uh, reason. I'm, and and I agree with you, man. I'm gonna teach my kids. I'm gonna actually force my kids to go pick up a trade before they go to college. I want Ooh. them to have something on their back pocket. If oh, college rip. don't work out, you got to trade. You get what I'm saying? Oh, rip. And that's why I'm praying. Like you see, with me doing my AC, plumbing, electricity, yeah. like I'm not trying to be a huge contractor. I could make just enough money, bro. I get one call a month. That that shit covers everything for me. I'm good to go. But when it comes to the kids and shit, bro. If they keep their great averages where they need to be, boom, that sends you to school alone already. If you know how to work on little shit, bro, you just put your little picture up, you put little notes around, talk to the teachers or whatever. Hey, I know how to work on this. Hey, I know how to work on that. That shit's going to keep you floating. So all that bread I'm sending you is your literal money. Everything that you're making, you choose to do is literally yours. I'm trying to teach them how to live with and how to live without. I'm putting all this fancy, cool gadget shit in front of their face early. And then later on when they 15, 16... All right, what you doing? You jumping in the truck? All right, nah, fuck it. Ain't no PlayStation showing up. Ain't no video game showing up. Ain't no tennis shoes showing up. You got all that early in life. Here where it comes now. You're going to get your one pair like you deserve to go to school so that way you can walk around. But all that extra inviting shit, that drawing attention shit, that make me feel good shit, earn it. Yeah, that's what's up. And if you don't want to earn it, go learn how to earn it. If you don't want to go learn how to earn it, a.k.a. college, nigga, go fight for it. Go serve your country. And then they'll take care of you. Man, that's what's up, man. It's options, bro. It's hella options out here in life, man. And like I said, the military taught me that. Before that, I was sitting right here in the hood with no fucking thoughts, waiting for the next scam or hustle to come about. Yeah, but that's the thing, man. I want to teach our kids there's options before they have to go to the military. So that way, it's a choice, an actual choice, not something now... You know, that's just like uh, homie, that, that's a backup a, plan. There's a silver lining in that too now. No, it definitely is, man. But you know what? I want my child. If my child said, after everything I give him, all the options, and he has all his options, he said he want to go to the military, cool. Because now you know that's that's what you decided to do. I don't want him to be pushed to go there because he don't have no other option. If, if I could design this shit the way that I want, hmm. I want to teach my son the trades or have them on point with trades. And then join the military, but get a contractor job or work as a contractor for the military. Real talk. And you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna holler at Joelly when that time comes. Trust, I bet I thought years ahead, homie. Hmm. He can get the best of both worlds. You can still see the shit, whatever. You can even go overseas and work overseas. Granted, he'll never go outside the wires. And there are RPG and rocket attacks that might come in the wire. However, that money he's going to make, that experience he's going to get, the people he's going to rub shoulders with, the motherfuckers that's going to hopefully be nice to him, train him up a little bit, make him on point, he'll be untouchable, man. They'll be untouchable because they'll have that humbleness within them. They'll have racks in their account but have no way to spend this shit. What the fuck you going to buy over there? Rugs? <laughs> you watch G shit. That's all we spent money on. Rugs and you could eat a watch. Hey, 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 you buy rugs and you buy this, this big ass blanket, bro. <laughs> These but blankets, man. This brought blankets and send it back home, man. Hey, why you why you don't smoke hookah down here? Nigga mudded that shit back. Oh, I hate in that night. shit, kid. I mean, these people smoke hookahs, man. I be like, mudded that shit back in 09, kid. <laughs> man, that was to do for me. Man, I was man. smoking hookahs. I was smoking hookahs with, with, with the real shit up there, man. <laughs> man, man, I appreciate y'all boys coming in, man. That this, I appreciate this, you, man. This helped us a lot, man. Because honestly, man, we we as a people don't really know what other people go through until we hear their stories. Like, you know, we'll see y'all in the streets. They say, man, them boys looking like they do. They good. They good. You'll see JP, man. He good. But in reality, you know, we, everybody got something they're going through, man. And yeah. I, I appreciate our boys, you know, give us a little, give a little taste of what's really going on and the sacrifices y'all made for us, man. And I, we appreciate it, man. No doubt. I'll say I'll say my my hood never be that five man. I'm a, I feel like I'm a Kendrick man. I got the best of both realms. I try to stay in the neutral, but I'm really trying to inspire to be that one. Nah man, I'll I'll call you a straight up thug. Nah, <laughs> you see, that's what I'm trying to get away from. Nah man, I, you know what? On the real, I'll, I'll put you as a seven or a six seven Jay Z level man because 
you gotta think about it like this. You you inspire people, but you know what you're doing. Like you you out there. It's not like Kendrick's like a, you know, he's not really hands-on. He's more influential. He 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 have good words. He, he'll tell you good words, but is he really hands-on? Jay-Z makes shit happen. He's running shit. You get what I'm saying? He's in charge. I, I'll put you to that level. What about you, Philip? Man, what's your what's your hood number? Man, shit, kid. I would, that's that's the hardest question on here for me, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cause, dude, I, 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 cause, nah, cause I'm I see both worlds, bro. Man, during the day I'm that corporate dude. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But at nighttime, <laughs> I'm a different you're, dude. You know what I'm saying? You're another Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a different dude. You, know? you put me in the corporate world, man. Listen, man, I'm I'm not I'm not. Hey, let's get this done in meetings. Let's get this done. Let's just work for it. You know what I'm saying? And then, but once the, once I'm off the clock. Man, listen, I'm in your strip club. I'm in, <laughs> I'm you're in the Jay-Z, dog. dog. You're Jeezy Jay-Z. <laughs> you're Jeezy. You're Jeezy. Yeah, you're probably Jeezy, dog. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I play that Jeezy all day, you know what I'm saying? You already gave me the answer. Corporate thugging, Jeezy. <laughs> Jeezy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Man. Like, 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 if I got to pull out, I got to do what I got to do. But during the daytime, man, at 8 to 4.30, 8 to 5.30, yeah, I'm going to do what I do. You know what I'm saying? But hey, man, it is what it is. Jeezy, it is, then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate our fellas, man. And um, okay. we, we want to thank everybody for joining us, man. I, you know, I just want to wish everyone well, man. All right, no man. Problem, no problem. Hey, once again, Enoch, congratulations, bro. Congratulations to Enoch, man, his little son. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hello?